I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands this podcast is recorded on and their elders past, present and emerging. I feel like the future of technology is still growing. I feel like we haven't hit the end, whatever that looks like. And I love that it continues to grow. I think that's what's so exciting about still working in tech and wanting to be in tech is just being on top of, like, on the pulse of everything. Hi there. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Holding Space for Unicorns. My name is Alicia Payne, and for years I've held myself back. I suppressed my voice until one day I realised that not being me was exhausting and unfulfilling. So I decided to speak up, to stand up for what I believed in and to share my voice wholeheartedly. And this has opened doors that were not previously open and amplified the connections that matter most to me. Holding Space for Unicorns is a podcast designed to empower women in technology to find their voice so that they can realize their potential. We hold the space to share with you real, raw and authentic conversations about the unspoken so that you don't feel alone in your journey. If that sounds like something that you could use a little more of, don't hold back and let's get started. My most special guest on this episode of Holding Space for Unicorns is Monique Lee. Born in Adelaide in the 80s to hardworking and humble Chinese-Vietnamese parents, Monique's life has been vibrant, full of family and friends, and enriching experiences in art, design, travel, and technology. Monique's warmth and genuine passion for people, connection, and delivering exceptional customer service has served her well in her career, where she's currently a customer success team lead at Lucid Software. The conversation during this episode was really special. We talked about Monique's proud heritage and having pride in being a woman from a different culture in an industry where women are still not the majority and leveraging that pride just to truly step into your power. How your interests can collide to bring you to a new career path you never would have dreamed of. This is something I can relate to. And how saying yes to something that excites you, opens new doors, even especially if it challenges you, is always a good idea. The success and the joy that come when women step into their power together and support each other. We're unstoppable. Never underestimating the value the team members across different generations can bring to the table. And finally, being bold, being bright and being you. When you hear this conversation, you'll understand why I emphasise this sentence. We hope you enjoy this chat with the treasure that is Monique Lee. So it's my absolute pleasure today to welcome my lovely friend and former colleague, Monique Lee, to the conversation. Mon, thank you so much for being a part of this. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Alicia. It is an absolute pleasure. Oh, I always love our chat, so I couldn't think of anyone I'd love more to be on this particular episode with me. But to kick things off, I'd really love to hear you telling us a little bit little bit about who you are as a human being well gosh 41 41 years this year I can't believe it amazing working in tech for the last eight years but going further back born and bred in Adelaide a little of Adelaide two refugee parents which I absolutely adore so needless to say like my younger years has been quite you know crazy very cultural very colorful which I'm very very proud of my parents are um, both Chinese Vietnamese and so yeah I spent most of my life there and then basically finished uni and then did a lot of a lot of traveling from there so 
got bitten by the travel bug, I must admit. And so I guess that's where it all started is my love for travel, my love for design. That's I think that's the core of my heart and core of who I am, I think, as a human being. I love architecture. That was kind of before my tech world. I was really mm-hmm. in architecture and design. So, yeah, still, I look, I, I still believe that that's my heart, my soul. Like, you know, tech is definitely something I love, but I'm also a huge lover of, of who I, I've always been, I think, who I naturally am as a designer and, and someone who loves art. But yeah, I guess, yeah, just that's just a little bit about myself. I think moving into tech, it's definitely helped me grow a lot as a human being. Mm-hmm. It's definitely making who I am today, very independent, very kind of outspoken, as you know. <laughs> so yeah. I'm happy for that. Yeah, yeah. So you'll probably hear a little bit about more of that, I'm sure, um, in this podcast. Um, but but yeah, no, like that's just a little bit about me. Oh, that's wonderful, Mon. I love what you shared about your family. For me, as someone that's known you for a few years now, family is everything to you. So it's beautiful yeah. that you shared that. One of the other things that I'd like to explore is is uh, one of the many reasons we came together was your passion for diversity, equity, inclusion. Uh, yes. So at a particular point in time, we were part of a, a community together, which was you know, an amazing experience. But you mentioned growing up in Adelaide. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, look, it was... It was quite diverse, actually. Like, I think, you know, as you mentioned, sorry, we did diversity inclusion together and, you know, Indigenous culture was one of the big things that I loved a lot of. And that's probably because I was surrounded by it so much in Adelaide. Like, as much as it was a small space, it was quite multicultural in that sense where we were lucky to learn that and then kind of meshed in with, like, the cultures that I had from home and cultures from from where I was in Adelaide, it was pretty amazing, you know, to be part of it. And I, and I, you know, I still believe it today in terms of that real strong belief in diversity and in everything we do, whether that's now in work. I know it's such a huge highlight or a spotlight, I should say, on in tech and in a lot of companies now where we're really mm-hmm. focused on that. I love that because I feel like it, it was always something that was really true to me, really strong for me living in Adelaide and, and being not just a woman, but from a different culture like you know there was two you know two of those main things that kind of really I guess was part of my core and both things that I'm really proud of and I wanted to always be a part of making sure that other people were really proud of who they were whether that's a woman whether that's from a different culture or wherever it is that they might be from you know different gender I think it's always about just being who you are mm. and finding places that fit for that, right? Like I felt like Adelaide was this amazing place. It's still home for me, but I was always seeking that right fit and that was always about kind of like finding who you are. So it's beautiful. Oh, there's so much that we could talk about. I feel like we could have an episode just on talking about your upbringing in Adelaide and your amazing parents who, you know, are role models for you and have worked so hard. But I, I love what you shared about the various cultures you've been exposed to, the indigenous cultures in, in Adelaide and, and the passion that you have for DE and I. You, you sort of touched on this in the beginning a little bit in terms of how your worlds came together. But I'd love you to share with us how you ended up working in tech and why you're still there today. Yeah, great question, actually. Gosh, feeling my life has been kind of all, you know, from one side to the other. I'm definitely someone who loves to try different things. And I went from design to actually working in disability for a while while I was studying mm. classes of marketing, which 
I still absolutely love that experience and, you know, still really hold that dear to my heart. And actually was where I transitioned from before I got into tech eight years ago. So I'd been working in disability as part of the basically rostering manager and I had, we were using a product called Emp Live at the time, which was a rostering attendant system. And I also wanted to come out and do some training and they actually said to me, well, really kind of well-versed, we're looking for someone in Melbourne as a consultant to come work for us and I did and I haven't looked back since. It's so incredible. I mean, what keeps me in tech now is just the constant changes and the constant amazing advantages that continue to happen year on year, especially when you're working for a company that, you know, you've got really exciting product guys, product teams that really kind of keep pushing that envelope. Gosh, it's (laughs) such an exciting space to be in. So I think for me, tech constantly is changing and growing and I love that. I love being kind of in the mix of the next new thing, really. Yeah, I can absolutely relate to that. But what a story because there's so many of us that have found ourselves in technology because we're generally excited about the innovation and things that are constantly improving and the exhilaration that comes from that. But it's lovely as I've connected with so many other women so far to talk on this podcast So. There's not many people that have just necessarily started out in tech, but, you know, here we are. And it's amazing how how our careers have grown and evolved and part of the journey has shaped, you know, where we are today and it's certainly the same for you. To that end, how has being a woman in tech shaped your work experience? Mm. Mm. Eight years it's been, so it definitely shifts and mould and changed. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I think I think as a woman, as a woman, I remember coming in quite shy and reserved initially, like just listening to seeing how it was because it was so different from what I'd done before. And I think mm. if I look back to then to now, gosh, it comes with age as well, and it comes with like again the different types of companies that you can work for, where you get there. I feel like I'm just so much bolder now. I'm so much less afraid to speak my mind and speak up and have ideas and push kind of through those boundaries of fear sometimes that I I, I think I used to have. And back then, you know, you, you kind of felt like, oh, you know, you don't know if your ideas will be heard or your voice will be heard. But yeah, there's, I feel like there's one thing in tech that's kind of slowly shaped me is just having that ability to, yeah, just be, be able to be open and be part of the team. I know we worked really closely together at Lucid and just the ability to kind of shoot ideas and, hey, what do we think and what does that look like? You know, it was always kind of powerful working with other powerful women in tech. And that's the thing that I probably didn't have in my other industries as much is other women that I can kind of relate Mm. with who were struggling through similar things, right, that, yeah, that kind of really connected us. And, And so, yeah, it's definitely made me much bolder as a woman, much less afraid to kind of speak up. But that probably also comes with age <laughs> as well. Yeah, but like I, I love what you said about the journey from being that shy person who maybe just wanted to absorb information, maybe was a little bit afraid of yeah. raising your hand in a meeting or maybe suggesting something or, you know, what do I do here? And then yeah. to the collaboration with others, whether that be male or female. And you know that journey you mentioned eight years, right? Mm. Eight years? Eight years, yeah. yeah. 
And I yeah. feel like things have changed so much too with that journey over time. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking when you mentioned about, you know, how you started out and be 13 years in tech for me and like yeah. coming and going, what the hell? But then like I don't feel like I know anything and then thinking it's been like an eternity over that time. But how much too, you mentioned about you know, coming into a space with other women. I feel like things have changed and we're not there yet, but Certainly there's, there's a little bit more quality in terms of how the, the makeup of an organisation is. Like, for example, when we were together at Lucid, it was very yeah. much 50-50 male and female. Um, yeah. And I really feel that, you know, where I am today, and I've seen that in similar organisations. So back 13 years ago, you would not have seen that. So there's, there's been tremendous progress as well. Not saying that, you know, we're not, we're nowhere yeah. where we need to be, but we're on our yeah. way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would absolutely agree with that. And I think... I feel like, yeah, there's definitely still some roles where it's still kind of male-heavy versus woman-heavy and it's always been so amazing to see sales roles specifically in tech where there's definitely more women. I feel like there's generally more men. I definitely felt that in my last company and to start to lose it initially and be like, wow, actually there's all women salespeople and men salespeople. Well, that was really amazing. Like it was like, quite even actually, but it was, I think at one stage we were like, one more woman than there was a man and I thought that was a really cool space like A in tech but B in sales like I feel like sales are so dominant normally and so that you know for me as a customer success manager it allowed that different kind of growth when you're working with other women like it's great don't get me wrong there's like you know it's it's not better or worse working with men it's just different in the sense Mm. of being kind of I guess have another peer that is kind of just going to bounce off really, really easily as well. That doesn't happen with all women as well. Yeah, I think that's realistic to say. But we were always really lucky, I felt, you know, in the team we worked with to, to have that kind of open dialogue. Open and honest yeah. dialogue is always hard. Yeah. Hard but awesome. Like, yes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not growth so much to, to yeah. be able to have the ability to do that. Mm, I would wholeheartedly agree. When it comes to growth, what role have mentors or coaches played in your journey? Yeah, I mean, gosh, I feel like just thinking about this question as you asked in terms of, if I think all the way back, I never realised it at the beginning, like when I was younger, but my mum had always been such an incredible mentor to me initially. Like I know that it's probably kind of one of those things where you're like, oh, you know, we're on for a week that says that. But my mum has always been this tough refugee parent who, to be honest, she wore the pants in our family. My dad will agree. <laughs> and <laughs> like you would not argue that at all. And she was always a strong, you know, she was always really strong. And for me, you know, it was my representation of like hardship and you can get through it and irrespective of a woman or a man you can still push the envelopes of just doing everything you possibly can to advance yourself in life and doing it while being kind doing it while sharing what you have with others as well to kind of bring them on a journey with you and she did that with friends and family and cousins and so you know, if I think back to today, she's definitely my true mentor, still continues to be, still at 41, put me in line <laughs> sometimes. Um, That's what she's there for. <laughs> yeah, it's what she's there for. I know. Mums are an amazing thing. Mums are absolutely amazing people. I think overall she's always been my true mentor in regards to, like, she's her own entrepreneur and, and really kind of drives herself in business as well, which has always been so strong 
for me, such a great kind of representation for me that you don't always have to rely on someone else, a partner, whatever that looks like, to kind of get what you need in life and what, what you want in life and what you enjoy in life as well in, in work. So she's always encouraged me to keep doing me, which has been so amazing. And then through my years, it's always been, I've had a lot of different kind of mentors in my life in terms of as I've, I've moved through the years. And Lucid has an awesome mentor program that I'm sure mm-hmm. you well, I've, I've had some yeah. great tips through there. This year, actually, I've got a, a woman mentor, which I'm really excited about because I've only had like men mentors in the past. So that's been really exciting, yeah, to have a different perspective, which has been nice. But I think it's always because I always challenge myself to have different mentors, different male mentors, purely because I have a, a really good, close women base around me. And it was always nice to kind of just get a different perspective to see mm. different areas where I can kind of grow. So I think mentors have been always important. They haven't always been easy, I must admit, mm. to get with you in terms of it's not like, oh, yeah, like, great, I'll just have this person as a mentor because... As I was trying to figure myself out in life, it's well, what do I want? What do you, you know? And mentors wasn't a thing that anyone told me about actually when I was a lot. It wasn't something that you naturally seeked for, really. Like I wasn't really spoken mm-hmm. about circle of friends or anything. So it wasn't really until I got into the tech world when people started talking about, hey, like getting a mentor more and really kind of starting to have someone who just supports that want for leadership and really to help guide that part of me, really. Yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it? Like mentors do come in different, like the relationships come in, in different ways, whether that's yeah. a formalised program or whether it's someone that you, you ask a lot of questions for. Like I think about times in my career when I've gone out for coffee with particular people and I've sort of bounced ideas yeah. of them and that's still a mentoring relationship. But I think the ones that, that challenge you are often the best ones and I think sometimes it's hard when you're in the middle of that too. But when you're out of it, you're just like, oh, my God, like you were amazing. That little yeah. that little piece of gold, yeah. like even if it was hard to hear at the time or maybe you're like, oh, I don't want to go down that path because you're stuck and you're afraid to change or, or it's outside of your comfort zone. Absolutely. Yeah really good nuggets of and I think that's why as I as I kind of get older you get bolder because you know yeah. I've mentors, well, why not like why wouldn't you do that or why wouldn't you say that and they think that you know your natural your natural self generally kind of goes oh well no 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 I'm not gonna I want to kind of do this but I just feel like if I do that that'll rock the boat or whatever that might be you know and to have a mentor say well why not? I'd be played it out. Mm. And if you don't, what's the worst that can happen? And, you know, mm. that sort of, you know, those sorts of mentors that you're like, oh, you know, that's helped me. Like, it's pushed you outside of your comfort zone and, and that's what you want me and your mentors to help with sometimes. You're part of the growth journey. Yeah, mm. totally. In terms of the industry as a whole, what excites you about the future of technology? Just actually recently I'd been playing around with chat GPT. <laughs> that was out of over to me. Just the growth. I think, yeah, it's been interesting. I've been reading lots of different articles about AI and, and all of that in general and got people who really fear it. Like, oh, my God, we're going to lose our jobs and we're going to, you know, that can take over whole areas. Mm. And then you've got a lot of tech people going, God, it's exciting. You know, God, it's like it's scary but it's exciting about yeah 
context of what technology can do, what, you know, how it can help us as in tech. Now, tech can help us in tech to continue to really grow and advance in what we do. So, yeah, like I, I feel like the future of technology is still growing. I feel like we haven't hit the end, whatever that looks like. And I love that it continues to grow. I think that's what's so exciting about still working in tech and wanting to be in tech is just being on top of like, on the pulse of everything, you know? Yeah. I have a, I have a question left field for you because, you know, I think if I'm asking this question to people about what excites them, everyone is sharing about AI and so oh, as, yeah. as a customer success manager, have you thought about, have you tinkered with how that might work for you in your particular role? Have you started to, to experiment a little bit and, and thought about the ways it might benefit you in terms of being yeah. more productive and enhancing you know, the way that you work with your customers? Because for you, it's all about ensuring that the customers see value from the product that they're using and that they feel that they're they're seen and heard and they're having a great experience. Yeah, absolutely. I probably only have just started tinkering with it, actually. Yeah. Still trying to find the right kind of mix of how it can support me with customers. But what I actually just started to do is as you know, we do have some customers that are really hard to kind of reach into and really communicate with us at times. And so we have a handful of those customers. And recently I, you know, we'd been talking about how do we change up a little bit of our outreach actually in terms of how we kind of reach out to those customers. We've got some new great just coming up at Lucid, but like, you know, what does that look like in terms of how do we communicate that better? Of course, we've got an amazing marketing team, but we're a lot closer as customer success. And so recently I used it to help me with putting a, a headliner together. So we've been talking about catchy headlines that's going to get someone to kind of get into the emails, get into the outreach, read, like actually kind of get in and read it rather than, oh, it's, you know, looks kind of standard, I'm going to delete it. And so it does actually help me put some information together. And as I started to kind of put the title together, then using ChatGPT to go, okay, give me a whole bunch of headlines based on, XYZ, collaborating, leveraging collaboration. And it just gave me a bunch where I'm like, awesome. Because they're things that you sometimes don't think of or aren't so bold to kind of ask. Mm -hmm. So when you've got these solutions and, and options, it just opens your eyes to, oh, wow, that was catchy for me. That caught my attention. So, hey, I'm going to use that. So it might catch someone else's attention. And that's the same for the information that's inside. So start to tinker with it. And it's actually quite great. It takes a bit of time to kind of work around it and, and learn how to use it. But gosh, it's such an exciting space to be in and um, I've had lots of fun with it so far. So I can't even imagine, I think it's about chat DPTs or, or just any AI is not just going to do stuff. You really do have to train it. You really have to work with it. And yeah, and like, so the idea it's going to take over the world, it might, but it actually is going to probably be your friend first. Um, at some point to, and we should be using that time to our advantage really but I will definitely hit you up I'll let you know as I continue this journey yeah and how yeah. far I get but it's been exciting yeah. so far helpful so far too I apologize because I, I, I know that was a bit of left field question because it's so new wow. but I think I just thought to myself, I haven't really had that conversation with other CSMs recently. I'm like, how would you use it in your role? Like, I'm thinking about how I would. And so I loved your response. So thank you for, for going on that path with me. No, I love the question because it's, it's what I'm thinking and playing with at the moment. And I love talking about it. So, no, 
Appreciate the quote. (laughs) That's great. What legacy do you want to leave for women in technology? No down the line when you're uh, going on another another path at some stage of your life. The legacy. I think you've touched on it before around diversity, inclusion, and I know a lot of the time I did that with when I was working with you and, and now with the much newer team taking over kind of that that new way and what diversity inclusion looks like these days and I think one of the things that I'd love to leave behind is there isn't a feeling of the need to have a diversity inclusion group because we're already diverse and inclusive that there's no need to have this drive to do it right like that's the beauty of not being Diverse, like you know, not being diverse is if there wasn't a need to even discuss diversity to begin with. And I think mm. I'd love to continue to work with young people to really drive and have a voice, regardless of who they are, what they look like, you know, what gender they are. It doesn't matter what it is that we are. We are living in a multicultural world, but the reality is it's still quite segregated. Like we see that in. Mm in lots of different protests and all sorts of stuff that still happens. And one of the things I love to be involved in is the legacy of not having anything like that anymore, that there's no need for it because we're so diverse and inclusive. So for as long as I'm in tech, (laughs) that's what I'm hoping to push push up the chain, you know, women being able to have the ability to have a seat at the table every time they're having to fight for it and people with colour as well agendas for that matter so yeah I think that that's what I'd love to see hopefully in my lifetime or our children's lifetime maybe but I'm always going to advocate for that regardless I think whether I'm in tech or not I love I love that that is that's such, such a beautiful thought and you know who knows I, I'm a firm believer too this is a slight segue but let's go there because that's what we do I'm a firm believer that the children of today are so much more evolved than perhaps we were in our generations and that they're so switched on from a soul perspective and I know like the things will be so different for them maybe harder the biggest problems that we haven't even thought about but I, I, I do believe that the future is brighter for them absolutely and I think one of the things for anyone else who's listening who is considering younger people in the workforce I think it's a great idea to sometimes listen I mean they don't always know everything I will agree with that but a lot of the conversations I've had with like some of the younger younger people who are much younger than me it's really opened my eyes and you're right they do see life in in a different way you know they're much older in their own way as well they're much more sure in themselves (laughs) for some of the young people that I have in my life and my nieces and my nephews and my cousins and young family Oh, sorry, young friends who have kids in their 20s and 30s and having conversations with them, it's so profound and how it will be different, how life will be slightly different and shaped differently, I think, with, with some of their, how do you say it? Well, you know, so, some of the things that they're going to bring to this this world that we have that's going to be yeah. so different, I think, in 10 years' time. Definitely, definitely. Two more questions for you, Mon, and I, I just I feel like... There's, there's, there's so much that's come out of our conversation, but what do you believe is the biggest challenge for women in tech today and how would you love to solve it? Uh, oh, good question, good question. I think the challenge continues to be having a seat at that table, at that very top end of the table, if you know what I mean, when we kind of 
look up to that sea level, there's a lot of men up there. <laughs> and there's a lot of kind of, that's the reality of it. And so I, th- I think that's still a challenge. I feel like women have such a good stance and they do so much in tech at the moment. They have so much involvement in tech on that level of kind of management. We do start to see that more and more, but gosh, I'd love to see, you know, that sea level and have really strong women up there that represent what we bring as women into tech. We just, we're starting to see that a little bit more, I guess, like with awards. I, I know that there's some tech companies that have awards where they really kind of focus on women in tech, which is pretty amazing. But yeah, I think, I don't know about how do we solve it. I think it's if we can kind of bridge the gap where women are seen equal enough to kind of be able to have a seat at the table for women to be seen as well. If they've got children, then they're probably not going to have time. Sometimes I think that's still a stigma that still kind of comes into it a little bit in terms of how women get put into work gosh I feel like that's still a challenge and I think if men can see it as well they have children too <laughs> and they still manage it be able to kind of get that a little bit closer a little bit closer mm-hmm. if we can kind of equalize the way we see that balance totally and as a mum who is, has a lot of balls in the air at the moment let me tell you like <laughs> I just said like, but like, let me at it. Like, I've got time. Maybe I'm not sleeping that much at the moment, but like, I am tired and I'm keen. I mean, this podcast right. is a pure passion project, but gosh, it lights me up. So, like, there is time to fit these things into all aspects of, of, of your day yeah. and to be a part of it and get that seat and provide that feedback and make that impact. Yeah. And I believe that we just haven't gotten there yet. We're just nowhere near that right now. And, and I think. The more we start to see women in that sea level sitting up there, you know, and, and just representing, I think the more that gives women in tech in general that nod to be like, yes, like it's we're getting there, we're getting we're moving in the right direction. And I think we are, but we're just it's it's slow. <laughs> it's slow, small, yeah. small mini steps right now. But I think when we come in to still try to drive that and push that. And you know, that's what I love about yourself and what you're you're doing. Absolutely, like having, you know, holding space for unicorns. I think that's what an amazing concept to be able to share, you know, conversation. I think that's where it all starts, you know, that's Mm. having the conversation, speaking Mm. out about where we're all feeling or where we're at and it's actually okay to speak about that, where we're at and what we fear and what we're worried about and scared about, but also our wins as well. So, yeah, it's quite a great platform to allow us to do that too. Oh, I um, I'm just getting started, and it's just so enjoyable just to be able to talk about these things and and see what comes up. Oh, Lauren, it's been so lovely to chat with you. <laughs> One of the news that came out today, I feel, is is brightness and the boldness. You, you mentioned the word bold at least four times. I'm not counting. <laughs> I love that because because I feel like that is one of the things that I love most about you, and so. Thank you for your your boldness and your honesty and your authenticity. If you met young mom in the street today, what would you say to her? Oh, young mom, (laughs) jeez. Oh, gosh. Actually, the first thing I'd say is actually always listen to your gut, listen to your intuition and not to let anyone sway that. If If something doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. And doesn't mean it's not right, it's not right for you. 
but so many times where I think I've gone, oh, that doesn't feel right, but oh, so-and-so said, oh, just keep going and I'll just do it. And so probably my biggest thing is listen to your gut, always listen to your intuition. And then also be bold. I've already said be bold. (laughs) You've heard me say it, but, you know, I think it's always about it's okay to be scared. Like I think I'd tell her that it's always okay to be scared, but it's also okay to, you know, speak up when you think it's actually right to speak up that good things will happen when you do more so than bad things will happen when you do. I always remember young Lon being, oh, gosh, if I do this, then this bad thing's going to happen. Or if I say this, this bad thing's going to happen rather than actually if I say this, what are the good things that are going to happen? What are the good things that are going to come out of it? And so, yeah, they're probably my two main things of probably lots. I tell her lots, but (laughs) they're the two probably biggest things of follow your intuition, be bold enough to speak up and just know that if you do, sometimes great things can happen. Oh, what an amazing message. Monique Lee, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, it's always such a pleasure to, to chat with you. Thank you for sharing, as I said, your honesty, your authenticity, your your passion for life and your family and your role and for your boldness. Uh, may may always continue. <laughs> thank you so much, Alicia, and thank you so much for having space to have these conversations and to share it with you know, I wish there was something like this that I can kind of always hear it and to hear just someone else's perspective. Thank you so much for choosing me. I'm so honoured um, yeah. to be part of this. And I can't wait to hear, hear all the other ladies and what they've got to say and, and be inspired by that as well. So thank you for, for having a space. To well, have welcome. Amazing. It's been wonderful. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. See you later. Thanks so much for joining me for today's episode of Holding Space for Unicorns. Reviews are so important for empowering more amazing women to find their voice. I'd love if you could take a moment to leave a review and a rating on your preferred podcast listening platform. If there was something that resonated from this conversation, please take a screenshot and share your thoughts with a friend you feel might need to hear this message or drop your thoughts on your preferred social media platform and tag me in it. I'd love to see it. You'll find me at Holding Space for Unicorns on Instagram, or I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. Until next episode, don't hold back.